0: Hey Google, go to Bol.com.
1: Well, one thing we learned is that in conversation, there's only forward.
2: Welcome to the ball.com Tech Lab podcast. In this podcast, we share our experience with you. Speaking behind the screens of IT and tech in general at Bol.com. Showing you our approach to IT, e-commerce and retail platforms. We are
3: looking into the things that we are enthusiastic about that are happening here. As always, we have a
2: bunch of ideas to share in this series. This is how we do IT. I'm hosting the show together with Peter Brouwers. My name is Peter Paul van der Beek. We both performed several roles in IT here at bold.com. With that background and all the experience that came with it, we are really looking forward to share insights and learnings with you.
3: Hey, Google. Everybody with a Google Assistant on their phone or with Google Speakers installed uses this command more and more. It's even used by radio DJs to make fun and just shout out commands to see what's happening. And you know, when people start making jokes with it, it's becoming a success. So time to talk about this success with our two guests who are part of the team that introduced the future of voice in bot.com.
2: Yeah, so welcome uh, Marieke Linse. You're an interaction designer, with a focus on conversational uh, design. Great to have you here. Thanks. And uh, Marvin Solzman, your software engineer in a young professional program. And uh, Marvin participated in the uh, voice project. So, yeah, glad that we have him as well. Thank you. So, yeah, let's talk about voice and yeah, the future of it, because, yeah, we think it has a, f- uh, a great future. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, can you share uh, some of the, the origin of uh, voice at ball.com? So how did we start with this?
1: So in the beginning of 2018, it was uh, like announced that Google and Google Assistant would come to the Netherlands. And then we had the chance to, uh, to become a launching partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were, we were really happy because we thought like, okay, we can better jump in now and start learning. Sure. So that's how we started.
2: Okay, (laughs) and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been more than a year since then. So did we learn a lot? Definitely, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So this seems like like a field that we have to uh, yeah basically are learning every day and experimenting every like week or month or whatever. So um, yeah, could you share something about? The the, the the large steps that we made, or the larger steps that we made. So, what, what, what were our first things on uh, Voice Assistant, or some recent larger step?
1: So, I think the biggest step for me would be, like, we started super small, uh, finding a present, and we were happy that we st- started that small, because uh, by looking for a present, looking for the day deal, uh, like, finding out where your last order is, and Maybe a bit of searching prices, we already learn a lot, like that's already a challenge. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing we are learning now is uh, instead of having linear flows, like saying, if I say this, you say that, you say that, Mm -hmm. um, have non-linear flows. So instead of having like, because when looking for a present, someone can say, I'm looking for a present for five euro. Mm -hmm. So then you already have the budget. So you don't want to ask like, okay, and what is your budget? So, in a way, to have that in a way that the flows we have do not explode in amount of intents, mm-hmm. we try to make it lon- non-linear now, which is a different approach, uh, which Marvin <laughs> helped us a lot with. Yeah,
0: it's quite a challenge. But I think it's, it will be better in the future, so you can actually spot fill all the questions that the user already gave by the first intent. Um, that's quite a big change and a big challenge as well, yeah. because you actually have to know, okay, for this intent, I need this information, but is it already answered in the in the question the user is asking. And if so, you can skip the internet and you can go to the follow-up question that's needed.
2: Exactly. So basically, um, what I hear from you is more than in, in a search question on, a, on, the, on the web page, on the, on the website, you have to know the intent and the the actual data that's presented yep. to you yeah. there. And how do we try to get this data from there? What's one of our...
0: Um, so we try to see uh, what does the user actually tell us. Um, mm-hmm. Let's say you're searching for... Uh, a Nike football. We already know, okay, Nike is a brand. We can uh, limit the search results just by uh, the brand of Nike. Yeah. So we don't have to ask the question, like, okay, what kind of brand do you like? Mm-hmm. Um, things like that we already know. Uh, so we can actually give the proper search results.
2: Okay. So basically that, that helps us to filter and give the, the results that the user is actually looking for. Yeah. Okay. Could you give some other examples in which the, 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 the search in with voice, basically, because also search mm-hmm. differs from the search on the on the on the web page. And
0: um, now we don't only search for products, but you can search for your package as well. So yeah. um, is the picker point open? Is a valid question. Okay. But to answer the question, you already need, to, or you at least need to know, okay, what package is it all about, or um, what item in the package, because uh, one offer or one uh, one delivery can be mm-hmm. delivered to multiple locations. Yeah. So you need to. Real context, okay, if I have only one item in my package, I don't have to ask what item it is because it's only one. if I have multiple items but they are all, all delivered to the same location I don't have to ask it as well because I already know so you need to uh, actually give um, give information based on the information you have
2: Exa- exactly so where 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 search like uh, in the browser you could l- like list all the things that that you have there and the user would interpret the data yeah. him or herself. They would they would look at it and say, "Oh, yeah, now I see this." Yeah. Now the now the, the the voice assistant would have to do this interpretation as well. Yeah. Is
1: yes. True? Yes. For for designing, like from a copy design perspective, you could say like, if someone asks a question, how can you answer in one sentence and be hyper relevant and helpful? So is the pick up point open? If today is Sunday. Uh, and it's not open it's not very helpful to say no it would be more helpful to say no but tomorrow it's open from seven or if the order is not not there yet and someone asks is the pickup point open you say yes it's there it's open but your order is not there yet so that's like how one answer is the pickup point open can like lead to like 20 different answers depending on is the order already there? What day is it? What time is it? So um, so we try to take into account like all these details and then have them in one answer. And when talking to someone natural, people do that without realizing there's so many details. Yeah. So the challenge of one year is like, I think we grew and still have a lot to learn. Like how yeah. can we at one point retrieve the context and then the other one, have the right amount of details in one answer because then there's also only so much that a listener can uh, process hey, hey, hey when sec- we
3: when we um, yeah we're, we're now diving into the middle I have, have the feeling but from a customer perspective eh, I'm enthusiastic about uh, this voice thing and I want to make my uh, uh, home uh, smarter so I bought this Google device and uh, okay I, I installed it set it up and I mm-hmm. can I just start uh, shouting out to uh, to the system like hey Google uh, w- what is my order status, of, or how does it work? How do I start?
0: Um, if you if you once use the Boltcom app and it's already coupled with your Boltcom account, you can actually ask Google, from, "Hey Google, where's my package?" But but that's something you do on your phone. Um, yeah, you linking have to account is because yeah. you have
1: to use your password.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah, you actually have to sign in with your Boltcom account. So if you shout, "Hey Google, uh you actually uh, come to the Bold.com app within the Google Assistant. So then you have the specific context of Bold.com. So you can ask, hey, what is the day deal? Or where's my package? Or how, how expensive is this product? Yeah, and we're now, uh, this this podcast is in English, but
3: we, uh, we uh, offer the, the <laughs> possibility to do it in Dutch, right? Yeah, only yeah. Dutch.
1: Yeah. 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 So the thing is, you have to ask first, talk to Bold.com most of the time. Sometimes it will redirect. Yeah. Because we're the only one with the day deal for example it would say if you ask what is the day deal you you can get lucky and it will say or we can get lucky it yeah. will say like do you want to ask bull.com but the default is that you have to ask talk to bull.com so that's the that's
3: the opening sentence and so yeah. google knows okay this is the interaction with uh, yeah it's like opening
1: an app phone. on your phone you open the action sure.
3: okay and then you come in the interaction environment that we built is that how it works yep. yes but, uh, and that's something that's in our systems, or is it in the Google environment? How does that work? I don't know.
0: Um, it's combined. Um, in the Google environment, we set up uh, what questions can be asked and how the internet matching is uh, how the intent matching actually works. And then, if it needs more relevant data, it it goes to our application that's built in-house for the extra information.
1: Yeah. So there's parts, for example, also the uh, speech-to-text part we use from Google and linking intents, indeed, like if a user says this, then we match this, match this intent. Yeah. But then, indeed, in the, the data we n- need to retrieve to answer that we get from our system.
3: Okay, so, so we use a lot of uh, Google intelligence uh, uh, over there to, uh, to make that match and uh, get the conversations uh, running, yeah. right? In yeah.
1: this starting project, yes. Yeah. Yeah
2: cool okay that gives already some insight yeah, <laughs> very interesting. yeah. so um, uh, and what what kind of specific uh, things uh, do we do we offer yet to 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 our customers so uh,
0: so what you can actually uh, question yeah the yes, o- sure. ah, okay
1: um, you can look for a present yeah. uh, and it will ask you for uh, the age of the person the budget and interests And then you get some. uh, And you can ask that on your Google Home, like also voice only. But then it will send the results to your screen. Uh, And then via the screen, uh, you can open it in the app. And then you can buy it. And on the screen in the Google Assistant, we go as far as you can put it on your wish list. list. So you can save products. uh, And then paying you could do if you link to the app. And the same goes for the day deal. and then finding your order, like, what is the status of my order? Yeah. And in all all cases, you can uh, be redirected through an app where we have the information we always have at yeah, yeah,
2: so basically, what, I, what I'm especially hearing from this is voice isn't just voice. You also have, like, the combination of voice and screen. Yeah. And I think that, that really adds uh, an, another dimension uh, to it, I, I guess. Could you elaborate a little on that, because...
1: Uh, Yeah, well, for example, also when it comes to why would someone talk to a speaker, a thing you have is the daily routine, so when Mm -hmm. you wake up in the morning you can ask like what is the weather, what is the news, Uh, one use case could be that you just have the daily deals, so the daily deals could be sunscreen and then you think like not relevant and then you just skip, but then if you hear a daily deal which is relevant for you, you could be like oh tell me more, and then you can make the choice of, like, send it to my screen. So it's just another way of accessing information and get small updates as well. So in that way, it would be good to have voice only just to determine, is this relevant? Yeah. Does Boldocom have sunscreen on sale or not? And if so, and if you feel like, okay, this might be cool, then you can, like, continue on your screen to get the details.
3: As a, as a customer, how do I know uh, what questions I can ask? What uh, do I have to learn a lot as a customer? Or?
0: Um, if you if you say, "Hey Google, talk to Boltcom," you actually get some suggestions you can do uh, within our uh, within our app. Um, and if you ask a question, we don't know. We actually say, uh, hey, uh, we don't know how to answer this question," but you can ask this and this and this. So, so
3: you're, you're kind of Directed into the, the things you can ask. Uh, yeah.
1: So. Yeah. We, we can also remember like how long it has been when you last visited the Google Assistant. So when someone is new, we try to explain more. Yeah. Uh, and we also can experiment with if someone like tried to look for things four times and it didn't work, then you can explain. So we also yeah. try to find out ways like at what point do you want to explain because mm-hmm. you don't want to feel like you have to get through a whole manual to use it. <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah. yeah,
2: because that that's good for the user experience. And did, could, could you gain some insights on, because at one point we had to learn that for some type of users, we had to like tell them right away that they have to do things in a certain way and other types of users, well, they just want to try stuff and they're yeah, may, may, maybe with a silly voice are asking stuff and then we can't recognize things and they probably well, we let them try 10 times because <laughs> otherwise <laughs> they get into this explain mode do we have like insights on that or how we we handle that or what we learned in the process of dealing with this
1: so I think one nice insight is because uh, it's like it works now it works both way around because it's not that uh, uh, users have to learn how to ask we also have to learn how do people ask so when do we respond so one example is that people uh, say thank you a lot Okay. So instead of saying yes or no, they would say yes, thank you, uh, or no, thanks. So then a thing that we learned is that we, when, when designing an intent like, uh, did I help you, you, you don't want to respond if someone says, yes, thanks, like I did not understand that. So we are trying to also be able to understand like, all the polite, nice answers. So that's the thing we learned, that we have to be more. Like, it's really a thousand ways of saying yes and no. <laughs> it's <laughs> nice to hear that. <laughs> yeah. That
3: people are also <laughs> polite towards uh, a robot. Or <laughs> towards, uh, yeah, but sometimes <laughs> they
0: they are really... Um, they, they treat it like a robot. They say, like, stop. And then it's like, okay, uh, we should cancel it, right? So they're not always uh, that polite. But
1: that's yeah, yeah, like... And,
3: and, and you have to deal with both, right? Yeah. With yeah. the polite
1: ones. And with yep. the, uh, yeah. Yeah. And you either learn like teach people how to talk like a robot as well, or you like, tr- kind a of adjust and also respond to the polite things. There's yeah. two yeah. ways to go. Yeah. 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 And people still change and they learn a lot. So also in user research, we see that like in the beginning of half an hour, people already talk a bit different than at the end of half an hour. So it's difficult to say because people are learning and adjusting the way they talk to a machine depending on the experience. So we do see a lot of like, everything yeah. changing mm-hmm. as well yep. in one conversation.
3: I think in, in terms of interaction, this, this is uh, quite new area, uh, 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 yeah, uh, uh, time. Um, did you have a specific uh, education for this or how, do, how did you learn this to, to design interactions uh, based on voice?
1: Um, so I think like we all talk every day a lot, so we're all very good in conversations Uh, So I think the best, I I come from content strategy and UX design uh, which came in very helpful because it is a lot of content design as well, like voice without good content won't work. But I think the way we learn is just having a lot of user research and we did uh, one project with visually impaired people because they are super experienced on using voice only devices. Mm -hmm. So the best way to go is just like, start developing small use cases and do a lot of research and then like every week, every month, you learn a bit more,
3: yeah. So it, but, but is it in the uh, UX uh, design area, that UX design is mostly focused on, on the graphical uh, stuff, right? Or
1: yeah, so it, it would, uh, it is very related to uh, chat, like to chatbot design and Mm -hmm. to search because having the right answer and the right follow-up question is also very relevant for search. So we see now that our search team is working on query understanding as well. That's very helpful for us. So search and chatbots are very relevant to start from as well.
3: Yeah, and for the audience that didn't listen uh, the episode uh, yet, we ha- we have another episode uh, online about the the intent recognition in the in the chatbot area. So that's also interesting, but that's more the customer support area. But I, yeah. I, I now can see uh, how it relates. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> yeah,
1: and copy copywriting, because the way you formulate a sentence is also important. So we have a good copywriter on board as well. That's really helpful as well. Yeah.
2: And that's copywriting for the for the answers uh, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay, what, what, what we did we learn there how should we answer to questions for example what did we adjust something in the answers
0: I think the, uh, what we learned is the true personality we want to s- see in the in the answers um, We want to be a bit playful I think but still polite yeah yeah
1: and being so what we also learned when you don't have a screen. It is, there's just a fine line between being very personal, what you want to be, and being a bit creepy. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) we try to be transparent (laughs) overall. So try not to be, that's what a thing we learned from visually impaired people, Mm -hmm. is they have a conversation and they're really trying very hard not to break the conversation. But what you need to do then is be clear on what you can do. So not try, not like pretend to be an open question when you're actually a multiple choice Question with only nine options. So then, just say that there's nine options. Exactly. So that's unclear. Yeah, yeah very, very clear, transparent. This number of options.
2: Pick one instead of. Could you, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah <laughs> okay. So being transparent and open, and what you can do, is also very important. Next to having the personality, as Marvin said.
2: Okay. And uh, the, the 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 fine line is there. Yeah. Being relevant and being close to someone, but not in his personal space because then that's where it gets creepy, right? That's, that's yeah. okay. And uh, how did uh, um, uh, we do that by, by copywriting and try to just things like that. C- could you share something about the things we learned there or?
1: Um, well, one thing we learned is that in conversation there's only forward. So there's no going back. So on a screen, you would have your breadcrumb, or your, yep. your you hit just your native back button. There's yep. ways of going back, but in a conversation, you would never ask like, "What is the thing you said like two conversation bubbles before?" Yeah. Uh, and on the <laughs> Google Vision Hub, bubbles. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on the Google Hub device, like the yeah. smart speaker with a screen, you cannot even scroll upwards. So there's no history. So also in terms of like errors, or if you did not understand it right, you wouldn't say change the answer as you would it in a form but you would say sorry what was the h again instead of i would like to hear an h yeah so <laughs> there's only so that's a way of like designing copy as well that there's only you always go further and further and further okay, no back. Yeah. yeah
3: so that are quite some challenges in the in the design of the the interaction and from the software engineering perspective uh, Marvin, what what is extra that it's on top of a regular service within bold.com.
0: Um I think what's extra is being uh, you, are, you actually need to gather all the context and need all the information to actually make a decision on what to give back um, I think that's the most uh, how do you say it the most difficult part about the service you need the context from all the different uh, sources and then figure out okay okay um, this is where the package is. This, is, this are all the updates that happened. What do I say?
3: But how, how do we do that? Is that is that uh, kind of data science in it or is it just a, a new service that's gathering all the, the information sources and do something with yeah, it?
0: Yeah, it's an aggregation service. So it has uh, links to multiple downstream services, gathers all the information, um, makes a judgment and gives back the information to Google. In a
3: voice or yeah. a, another way that is yep. appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that, that's uh, building such a service is step one, but then the translation into the, the, the options is... Uh
0: yeah, so getting all the data, that's step one, basically. Yeah. Um, and then you have to figure out a way to, okay, uh, y- yeah, you can't really write a hundred ifs. You actually have to think about, okay, how do I want to consume this data? And how do I actually, uh, what are the real conditions that I need to check? And then you give back the information
3: kind of mind-blowing if you think of the 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 options that we still can add in the in the future to the system so it's like
0: uh, there are really uh, a lot of options and (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, and (laughs) in the future (laughs) yeah and in the future (laughs) you have to um, consider more options like if you want to be more relevant you need more context so there are more options so that's quite a challenge
2: uh, what I was wondering, um, because you, you said uh, at, so, at some point that that, there was, uh, uh, that that we were also learning from uh, how we do uh, the chatbot uh, thing, which is also quite important uh, on our platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, but could you also give an insight in what are the differences to, uh, between people using uh, yeah, the, the, the speech devices uh, from Google and the, and the chatbot? Uh, what's our experience with that? Is it, is it, it's different use cases, of course, but do they uh, do they approach the thing different, or do we handle stuff different?
1: So I think a, a major difference is that a Google Home is in the living room, and Google Chat, you would, it's a private thing. So mm-hmm. it's it's a device that's in the living room, so it's kind of public. Mm-hmm. So you can use it for playful things as well, and having like entertainment. Um, And then our chatbot is really known, like if you have an uh, issue with customer service, you access the chatbot. So it's hard to say because we have use cases that are uh, like, if there is a problem with your order, Mm. uh, then we send you to the chatbot. So indeed our use cases are also like that. But we see that people right now talking to smart speakers are also exploring what they can do, having small updates. So it's, It's less of I have an issue that I want to solve and it's more of I want an information update or just a small question which can also be just in the you're having a party and you're wondering like some details like what was that movie called again and then you ask it the speaker which is completely different than why is my order not here yet.
2: So it's used in a more casual, more playful way, that's basically what
1: you're you're saying. uh, Right now as far as we can tell that's what we see, yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and, and and because it's used in in this environment, uh, there's also uh, this question about the sensitivity yeah, of the of the, the conversations. It's yeah uh, something I'm curious as, uh, in uh, as well. Uh, uh, and there, last week there was in the media that there at uh, the big tech companies are storing yeah. conversations and and do some analysis on it. Mm-hmm. What does bot.com do in this discussion?
1: So um, right now we we try to be. So we are at the safe side, so we won't have any use cases which ask for personal uh, information, like how much is you, you can have uh, an amount that you still have to pay. So we would never make a use case asking you, like, how, many, how much do I still have to pay? So we try to make sure that users won't give any personal information. So we try to be on the safe side with use cases, so asking for a present, for example, is not so personal
3: yeah so better safe than sorry is that yes uh, that's it so we we excluded use cases that we uh, yep. that we think is, uh, is sensitive and uh, yeah we what do we do if, if somebody asked a question like that
1: um, so if someone wants to do something we would say like uh, you can better do that in your account so we can we would give a link yeah. provide mm-hmm. a link yeah. to your account yeah. and then you can do it in the app
3: that's a nice way of handling uh, and, and still stay in contact with uh, with the customer. Yep. So yeah.
1: yeah, because we still think like, okay, you can do that at bold.com, but on a different yeah. media. <laughs> yeah, so right. we're just redirecting you now. Yeah,
2: exactly. So we can still help the customer, but also make sure that all the interests of the customer are protected. That's basically yeah. what you're saying.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. And, and not to share our company uh, uh, secrets, but what, what are the next steps that we are planning to do?
1: So I think one thing that's a nice experiment is like we have loads of products at Autocom yeah. and if you want to read them out loud, you'll have an issue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, you, <laughs> have
2: yeah. you, you need a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so
1: some, uh, some, uh, a customer trying our Google Home said like it sounds like code language because he found a laptop with a lot of numbers in the title. Okay. Uh, so we, th- we try to find a way now how to make the products we have, like, be able to read them out loud. So that's okay. a nice <laughs> challenge the coming months. Yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and yeah, you cannot see it, but... but <laughs> <laughs> Marvin was really thinking, okay, how are we going to do this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there are so many different products, and every product has a special set of uh, specifications that is relevant for the product. Like, you want to know uh, a power bank, uh, you probably want to know what brand it is and how many, of how much capacity it has. But if you're asking for uh, something else, uh, you really don't want to know the capacity of it because it probably doesn't even have a battery. So mm-hmm. you really need to know, okay, what do I want to tell about this product and what is relevant for the user? So that's a, yeah, that's a challenge.
2: And it, it was a challenge already when we came up with with, with our content and our, our product strategy because we had to accommodate for all these different aspects and all these different measures of, of a product. Mm-hmm. So we Found a way there, and but this is the reverse one. Which of the all the things that we stored, yeah. we're going to share with the uh, with the consumer.
0: Yeah. Interesting. And we can always redirect them to the to the app that has all the specifications. But uh, at first, we maybe want to exclude some things and only include the really important things at least. That's what yeah. We're so,
2: so, like the first things. Um, so this this would be something like the things that also when searching for stuff, a cus- uh, a customer would filter on basically. I yeah. guess it will be something like that. But then we have to know them for all products, right? Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so, <laughs> it's only 15 minutes. <laughs> <so that's laughs> How hard can it be? <laughs> <laughs> you
3: yeah. <laughs> well, have questions left before we go to the closing round? No, let's <laughs> go to the closing. Let's go to the closing round. Okay, uh, Marike, to, to summarize for our listeners, can you share your most important takeaway with us?
1: So I would say uh, that the most important thing we learned is that talking is easier than typing uh, but reading is uh, easier than listening so when designing voice think of ways to combine screen with voice
3: okay
0: i have to black box that but then (laughs) it sounds like a cool uh, insight Uh, and what about you i think it's a a nice new uh, media that's being used uh, that can actually be really relevant can actually be an assistant in assisting you uh, getting your stuff done or you want the information that can actually provide the information in the context you're actually in as a person. So that's a really nice addition. Okay,
3: cool. Yeah, really cool. Okay. Um, thanks, Marika and Marvin, for sharing your uh, insights and your stories with us. Uh, for me, uh, yeah, it, it was a, um, yeah, a new uh, area. I, I'm not in that area uh, uh, in, in bold.com, so it's, again, really insightful. Thanks for sharing. And hope you enjoyed it uh, as much as we did. And yeah. maybe yeah, you're willing to come back uh, to, to share new uh, and yeah. upcoming stories with us. Yeah, sure. Thank Thanks you. for
0: having us.
2: Thanks for listening to this episode. If you like this episode, check some of the others and subscribe to our feed. Go to Spotify or iTunes, search for Tech Lab and subscribe. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. Hope to meet you in our next episode. Have fun.